Quiet on the set. Action. everyone to the Movie Machine Podcast presented by Hot Chocolate Media, where we take a random plot suggestion on the internet and make a movie of it for you live, kind of live. It's recorded. It's a podcast. You know how it is. I am joined by three people of such stature that just, I want to call them Hollywood elite, but they definitely rub shoulders with them. We have our writer, Jacob Gulliver, who put Baby in the corner. We have David Elwin, who is not the immortal Iron Fist. And Ben Listener, producer, who gets jiggy with it, with Will Smith. All right, so, and now for your prompt. The theme of our story is a romantic comedy. The main character is a complacent leader. The start of the story is confession, and the end of the story is a funeral. Okay, so I'm kind of thinking, like, high school, teen, romantic comedy kind of thing. I'm I'm imagining our our main character. We're gonna call him Sam, and Sam is somebody who is like student government, probably you know like whatever the highest ranking member in student government is, like chairman or something like that. Basically, you know somebody who was elected due to popularity. And the beginning of the movie is Sam is is popular. Sam is cool, and Sam is. Asking out the, you know, the most popular, the coolest girl in school or whatever it is. And he confesses, hey, I'm in love with you. You have to uh, go out with me. And she turns him down. And it's like this moment of like shame where he's like, oh shit, I've been riding like my attractiveness wave for a long time. That's not going to last forever. So Sam goes on this kind of like weird journey to like hang out with other people in the school and like uh, has to like sort of rethink his life. And I'm going to say at the, the same time. Sam's uncle or aunt is diagnosed with some sort of wasting disease. So he also has to, like, come to terms with, like, you know, nothing is is permanent and, like, real life is scary and, like, I can't, you know, you can't just, like, ride this sort of wave thing like he's been doing. So the the story is going to be about him meeting all these different people and learning about himself and learning what it means to actually be, like, a a good person. And through the process, he's going to accidentally fall in love with his best friend, Jeff, who has been, of course, pining after him the whole time. And the end of the movie will will be the the two of them together at the aunt or uncle's funeral. But, you know, it'll be kind of this, like, bittersweet moment. Like, there'll be lots of good moments with the, the... um, you know, the aunt or uncle before they pass so that we get time to kind of know, like, hey, it's okay, stuff happens, this is rough, it's scary, but everything's going to be okay in the end. That's kind of my idea, and I want it to be kind of this, you know, fun, goofy, it'll be set during the summer, like, in between junior and senior year, so it'll be, like, kind of fun, goofy, and, you know, have lots of hijinks with awkward teens and, like, romance and stuff like that. And we're going to call it uh, Summer to Remember. All right. So, director, David, you have the script treatment for Summer to Remember, which is a really depressing romantic comedy about people dying 
that really has no goofy hijinks too much, just mostly death, apparently. Like half the films, half the script's about a funeral at the end, which is hilarious, I guess. How do you make this uh, movie uh, your own? I'll tell you what, if you haven't been to a funny funeral, I will make sure to take you to a funny funeral. I'm just saying, it can be done. It can be done if done well. I like the idea that it's kind of a teen American coming-of-age story that, you know, has uh, some real weight to it, you know, kind of like Wet Hot American Summer, but with a soul is kind of what I'm thinking. I would love to really have some kind of throwbacks to uh, those old John Hughes teen movies. I mean, Breakfast Club was kind of heavy, let's be fair, in, in in a lot of points. It was very serious subject matter for, you know, otherwise so lighthearted a film. Now, um... I'm kind of thinking, just because I want to have that shout-out be completely unambiguous, I want to have Matthew McConaughey play at least one of the dads in that film. Because, uh, I mean, let's let's be fair, Days and Confused was uh, was in that genre as well. Now, I, I'm, I'm leaning very hard on Tom Holland for our uh, young, quirky, getting over some odd and terrible stuff lead. Uh, I, I don't know whether we're going to get him, though, but, I mean, I guess shortlist, Tom Holland, Asa Butterfield. Is he... Like grown by now? Is he a, is he a man yet? Is he okay? I don't even know. Pretty sure I, he does age. I, I, I don't I don't know if he's button. ever going to age. Is the thing he doesn't look like he's gonna. So Asa Butterfield and or who's was he also the kid who did uh, Avatar in the film that we shouldn't really mention? No, no? it was well that kid. Or uh, we could try and cast an unknown actor, and I think that uh, that idea in and of itself can have a lot of. Uh, I think that kid uh, is an unknown actor. Ooh, not not a bad idea. Now, um, I, I think that, uh, but if we cast someone truly unknown, truly unknown to Hollywood, that might actually resonate more because this film is about somebody actually kind of figuring out who they are. The the classic, you know, child becoming an adult phase of things. I, I would like some kind of long lingering shots, like in the vein of It Follows, but funny. It can be done. It can be done. I promise. If I find the right DP, we can do it. Killer soundtrack, too. This film is going to have to have the hottest top 40 hits of that particular summer that it's released. I want it to be finger right on the pulse of the the youngins, I believe, is, is, is the term. I like the LGBT normalization angle of uh, of this story very much. Which Whoever the second choice is for the lead, I think that's who we should cast for their love interest in the end. So it's Tom Holland and Asa Butterfield? Uh, yeah. Okay. Go for it. So, producer... Ben, you have a script for a romantic comedy, a teenage summer love affair between Tom Holland, Asa Butterfield, Matthew McConaughey, all white dudes that quote-unquote has more soul. We're getting a lot of commentary from uh, that. I'm, I'm just, I'm calling them like I see them. Lowercase the, s soul, not capital S soul. The movie machine is sending soul. me snide comments. I'm filtering them for you. The the movie machine's pretty like snarky Sassy right now. Today. Yeah, it's got the full red letter media upgrade on it right now. I don't know if that's an upgrade. It's more of a yeah. bug than a feature. You feeling it? You, you like this? I mean, it, it's got a lot of heart, but right. it's also depressing as fuck. All right. Let's be honest. Hit the music. All right, so I just got jiggy with it with Will Smith earlier. I'm still kind of riding that groove, all right? And I'm doing this podcast until I get jiggy with with Jesse Eisenberg, okay? Great guy. Reading this script, oh man, it brought me down. It brought me down groove, and I'm I'm just a flat line with a little little blip of my groove, okay? So this movie, you know, I I was looking at it. I was expecting, you know, this is going to be a fun summer. Gonna dance the last bits of summer away, and man, oh man, I never want to dance on summer again after reading this movie. I, I just can't do it. So we're gonna go around again, and when I get it back, I better be dancing. Dance. You, you can't see me, viewers, but I better be dancing like this. He's cutting so many rugs right now. Right. 
Because right now I'm dancing. I'm just like tapping I, my I foot. I didn't know legs could do that. So you better make sure I'm not tapping my foot when you get back. Now, a couple things. First off, yeah, too sad, you know? Like, but, you know, little changes, okay? Like, can, does the dead person actually have to still be dead in the actual movie, okay? Can they, can they like, be in a coma or... They, they were faking dead to teach them a lesson? Uh, sure. I mean, you're the writer here. I mean, or, you know, they just... Uh, one of you guys is the writer. I don't know. He's pointing at various people. He's right. very confused. He's, his his yeah. hips are moving so fast right now, they're kind of a He's blur. doing the John Travolta thing yeah. with the finger where he's right. pointing. And while river dancing yeah. at the same Right, time. exactly. It's, it's so, um, you can throw in as much heart as you want as long as it has, you know, a happy ending. It's basically my thing, okay? Because people, when they see a movie, they just remember the last 10 minutes, okay? You can put all your soul-crushingness in there. That, that's fine. But I want them to just be like, man, I feel good at the end of that, end of this movie, okay? I'm going to give you 40 mil for the movie itself. That 40 mil doesn't cover the music. I will get you the music, okay? You don't even need to worry about it. Just tell me what music you want. I, I know people, okay? I can cut across the aisle. I can go to the music people and I sample a lot of their songs, you know? They know that if I jig to it high enough, that means they got a quality song. So they owe me some favors. So don't you worry. I'll get you some songs. Oh, you might get jiggy with it, literally. You know what? I don't, I don't tell my secrets, okay? I don't tell my secrets. All right. Pause the music. All right, Let's so right here, Jacob, you get your notes from the studio, which were delivered to you by MusicGram, a singing musical courier, which is weird. But they said uh, there's a big frowny face on your first draft of the script saying it was too sad. Please make it happier. Get jiggy with it. So how are you going to get jiggy with it? Yeah, you know, I think in my initial sell of the script, I don't think I, I really <clears throat> sold the, the balance I was looking for. Most of the movie is happy. We just have, you know, moments of reality sprinkled in to show that, like, not, not everything is happy all the time. That's not the way that life works. And the whole mm. point of the movie is that the, the kid kind of learns, like, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be struggles, and you're going to have to, like, learn how to deal with those things in the process of becoming adult. You know, like a great coming-of-age movie. To answer to your your query about the the whole like death thing i think the andrew uncle character is still there and maybe we can make that the matthew mcconaughey one i want mcconaughey involved at some point sure somewhere but he he doesn't die at the end or he or she doesn't matter we'll have like a fake out where like the the last scene of the movie will still be the funeral you'll see them like getting ready and going to it except it's not a funeral for for him he'll be there at the funeral it's a family for the class lizard uh mr tompkins that they've been like caring for and it's it's the the responsibility of the Asa Butterfield character to like take care of the class leader like he's the designated guy to do that so like it's this sub thing we're going to weave in I also want it to be really focused on like learning from like different groups so like the guy's going to hang out with like the party kids and jump in a pool and like do you know silly party junk and he's going to hang out with the nerds, and he's going to play D&D with them, and he's going to hang out with, like, the band kids, and he's going to learn how to play the tuba or some other, like, really easy-to-play instrument. So we wanted to, like, go and, like, learn from these different groups of, of kids doing various different things in his sort of, like, quest to redeem himself, you know, after being socially shamed and having his so-called world shattered in that, that way. In doing that, he discovers himself. That's the fun part of the movie, 
where he's, you know, meeting all these cool, interesting kids. We have so many different kids in there with all these cool different things that they can do. And that's that's great. I want to have a dance scene. He hangs out with the, oh, like, yeah. the dance club at the school. Like we, can, we can work that in. Maybe there's like a, a you know, junior prom or Sadie Hawkins dance or something like that. You know, whatever it is, they do they do something like that. And that's, you know, we can do a fun little dance number. That's my vision. And uh, I'm sticking to it. He's still calling it basing it in summer where no school happens and as all these things happen at school. Yeah, we're going to have to change that a little bit um, if it's going to be... Uh, so maybe we'll call it... Uh, Fall semester. Okay. At least for the moment. Okay. All right. If you got something better, maybe throw it in. Fall semester now. It's more school. The funeral's about a lizard named Mr. Tompkins. Mr. Tompkins. Um, Matthew McConaughey is still the cool uncle. How are you feeling about that, director? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, I want this to be a kind of my love letter to John Hughes. I would like the I would like the the lizard to get up to quirky hijinks at a couple of times before it dies, just to show how everybody how beloved this lizard was. I I, I want to have long, loving, lingering shots on the lizard. But uh, as far as um, I think we can go even further with regards to like the, you know take this opportunity to be you know happy and, and learn and, and do awesome adventurous stuff that you wouldn't you know go outside your comfort zone that kind of thing with regards to like it, it ties up with the uh, uh, LGBT storyline as well as uh, perhaps that they uh, are coming from different social strata within this high school and so you know they have to reach across cultural divides as it were you know perhaps Tom Holland is a uh, is a kind of a jock kid and uh, Asa Butterfield is a bit of a goth or something like that you know I think that we can tie those up and have very much like a, uh, a love letter to those 70s and 80s coming of age stories but uh, I mean it's 20, 2017 for Pete's sake so uh, I think that um, we need to take advantage of as uh, diverse a cast as possible as well as and I think that having uh, multiple different kind of school groups that this person travels through perhaps that you know it can be filmed in its own each kind of different style for instance you know uh, we can have uh uh, if he if he uh, if he joins uh, the computer club or something like that for a week or so, we can have that maybe be a shout out to War Games. There's potential in there to kind of have the the gentle, loving '80s references that we that we know and love. Perhaps find the guy who played the principal in Breakfast Club himself uh, if he wants to be the uh, principal of the movie. Otherwise, uh, I, I'm thinking that. Uh, uh, I, I, I like playing Matthew McConaughey as the cool uncle character who is, uh, you know, maybe he's a veteran or something. Uh, he, he's been through some kind of trauma in his life, too, so he's helping this kid deal with... This lizard must have been a very awesome lizard, is all I'm saying, is that, like, everybody loved this lizard. The soundtrack, I think, is... Uh, Paul Gleason. Yes, thank you. Paul Gleason played uh, the, the principal in The Breakfast Club. Uh, he is not still alive. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Listen... Rogue One did amazing things with the uh, visage of Peter Cushing, and I think that if we go full on with that, as a matter of fact, um, there's no limit to what we can do with that kind of technology. We can have some of our favorite deceased 80s icons appear in this movie as a way of, hey, don't worry, a kind of digital immortality exists, because you can be superimposed into a movie one day, even after you're dead. So life kind of goes on in that way. All right, so producer, uh, your film is now called Fall Semester. There's not a whole lot of substance to it. The whole thing is filmed in two classrooms because most of the rest of the budget was spent on digital recreations of Paul Gleason and Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg's still alive, but you just figured the CGI animation would have a little more charisma. Turns out. Uh, so how are you feeling about your film? All right, play the music again. All right, listen, I was grooving on this script, okay? 
I really was, but then... Man, I told you not to kill a person, and instead you killed a lizard? What are you, what are you, nuts? You know what? Audiences care more about when animals die than when humans do. It wasn't on screen. Well, no, but so, so, so here's the thing. So you know what? I mean, this is a li- It was cold-blooded anyway. No, but, no, hey. People like Liz- you made the lizard too beloved, okay? So can the- can the- so don't worry, I'm thinking the lizard could just be in a coma and no one- no one noticed because you don't check that and then the lizard during the funeral in the classroom, you know, it- he pops up at the last second and it's like, what? The lizard's still alive and you know what? I think we'll put it at the very end so you can still have all your emotional baggage stuff and then- but just at the last moment they're like, oh, okay, he's fine. You know, maybe even put- make it a mid-credits thing. I don't know. Also, um... You guys, your dance number, you guys, you guys didn't know what you were doing, okay? Even with putting it in the second classroom, you know what? So I, don't worry, using my own money, I'm gonna step in, I'm gonna direct that scene myself, okay? Uh, in fact, you know, I, I'm even gonna write a, char- a character into it just so I can play uh, myself in there, just to show these, just show these kids how it's done, okay? They do not dance in movies good anymore, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, fall- anything with a checkbook nowadays. Yeah, fall semester? Mm-mm. Why don't we call it the foot tap school? You know, just the school just, of hard taps. Yeah, no, the, the yeah school of hard taps. You know, just play it in the trailer. We'll show all the we'll show just the scenes from that that dance number and and uh, um, I'm sorry. Who's playing taps? Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't listen to that music. I can't dance to it. It's too depressing. Okay, but yeah, you know what? I, I just think that even you know even if this movie doesn't do one, this this is a real passion project for me. I feel and you know I feel very invested in this film. So I just want it to be fun. Like I said, you can have all the drama you want just as long as you have a kooky ending. Oh, and uh, they're gonna dance at the end when the lizard's alive again. Like whoa, and it's gonna be take two because you know that's that's the best way to end a movie is with a big dance number. Dance with me, boys. Do we have to? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right, so I'm gonna send this bad boy into the movie machine. We'll pull the lever. It sounds like like people tap dancing. Um, so uh, guys, I don't, I have some shitty news for you. This movie fucking fails hard. Stop the music. It's uh, it's it's, uh, it's pulled from theaters after one weekend. It makes three million dollars box office before it's just swept under a rug. Too much and, and drama. Is, you called it the school of hard taps. So a third of your audience thought they were going to see a movie about a military academy. <laughs> Didn't get it. Another third thought they were going to see one about tap dancing. And then a small percentage thought it was going to be a movie about tap water with large bits of calcium in it. But I tap danced. That was amazing. That was worth the price of admission. His feet were lightning fast. Yeah, um, they were, they thought it was like you know one they don't know what they're doing. It's almost like everyone in this film is like confused something, and it's it's not focused. Is it a is it a kooky rom com? Is it a coming of age story? Is it a dance movie? Uh, one critic, uh, Scott Weinberg, wrote, "Just pick one, you idiots. There's three shitty movies in here. Just make one shitty movie at least. Give that to me." And none of you were able to work in Hollywood again because you lost so much money. That being said, I, uh, I uh, still... you have some time travel magic to try and save your careers, starting with a writer. Well, you know, I, I, I like my script. You know, the, the original script I pitched, I thought, had a lot of heart and, you know, had some good stuff. But, you know, I guess that wasn't really seized upon in the, the appropriate ways. 
So I, I guess what I'm going to do is try and, like, clean out the stuff that people didn't like, and I'll just save some of the juicier bits for another project. So we'll scrap the whole, like, Uncle Death plot, and we'll scrap the, the Lizard Death plot. Matthew McConaughey will basically be reduced to, like, a cameo in this, where he's going to... You all know, right, show, all right, show all right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, show up a couple of times, and we'll... Uh, you know, be enough for people to go, ah, and we'll focus on, like, the, the romance aspect where, like, Sam can't, you know, feels like he cannot be turned down at the beginning of the movie and then is turned down. And, you know, his his best buddy, Jeff, is going to be, like, there for him during that process. And, like, well, you're a student body president. you got to figure out, like, what your actual identity is. Because, you, you know, just be that. When you get done with your senior year, you know, you've got nothing else you know, going for you. You got to get a job. You got to go to college if you want to go to college. And you got to do all this stuff. And that's kind of like the, the impetus for the movie. It is still like a romance movie because we're putting that in as like the seed plot. And it's the it's both the beginning and the end of the movie. But the middle of the movie is this fun like romp, like adventure with little moments of that, that romance thrown in. So that's kind of what I'm going for. And I'm rechanging the title of the movie. It's now called Letterman. All right, so this this turn of a film has gotten a script treatment again. It's now called Letterman. Director, you, f- you feeling you can save your career here? I am. You know, I don't think I went far enough with my love letter to John Hughes. I, as a matter of fact, I want to go full whole hog. I want this to be in the same universe, as a matter of fact, a distant sequel to The Breakfast Club. Hear me out. So, I want... Judd Nelson to be the janitor. I think John Bender grew up and he did, he replaced the janitor of that school. I want uh, Emilio Estevez. I want him as the gym teacher. I want everybody from uh, from uh, Molly Ringwald. Track her down wherever she is. Is she in a cave? I don't know. I want Molly Ringwald. Possibly uh, some kind of teacher. Like these are people who realize that yeah, you don't have to become your parents and everything, but. Oh, you know, they all stuck around and never escaped their town anyway. It's going to be set in Shermer, Illinois. I think it's going to have, I want, you know, don't you forget about me in there someplace. I will walk if I do not get that. Uh, We're going to introduce the youth of today to the iconic 80s coming-of-age story. It's going to be set in the modern day, but there's going to be, everybody's going to, for some reason, dress in 80s attire. Pat Benatar. Yeah. Um, somebody's gonna be playing pinball. No modern arcade games. A lot like it follows. They had it was kind of set in the modern era, but at the same time, nobody did any modern things. Everybody saw old movies. Um, this is gonna be the kind of the same way. As a matter of fact, it's gonna be John Hughes High School. Uh, no, no. I, I suppose it would be just Shermer High School if it was if it was a direct uh, sequel. Point is, uh, it's gonna have the kind of the element of people carrying on the torch from the older generation while at the same time, no, we're gonna break out into some new territory too. Again, this is not a conventional love story. There's gonna be two male leads as far as that goes, you know, and we're gonna treat it absolutely normally, and so that uh, we can also everybody can deal with awkward teen situations. You're right, uh, producer. You now have a movie called Letterman. It's got a whole bunch of actors from The Breakfast Club. Or digital recreations thereof. Except John Capellos, who played the janitor, because you now have Judd Nelson playing the janitor. You just forgot about poor John Capellos. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention Ali Sheedy. Is she, did she just chump change? I assume she went back to her home planet. Um, That's true, she did. Uh, <laughs> and you still have a whole bunch of weird, uncanny valley CGI characters in it. You, you still feeling jiggy with it? Um... 
So I'm currently in rehab. I uh, can't get jiggy with it right now. I This whole experience made me realize the destructive behavior I was in the middle of. Very destructive of this film. I was... Thank you for recognizing Over Completely overdosing on wiggity whack, which is a euphemism for cocaine. Um, so... Thank I'm gonna, you for coming I'm clean. Gonna, I'm going to try to... Make a few changes here. So, are you envisioning this as an actual sequel to The Breakfast Club? I, again, I want it in the set in the same universe. Okay. Well... Same high school, even. If we can find whatever high school they filmed The Breakfast Club in, I want it. So... We'll build it. I think I'm going to play it so it's sort of like a loose sequel where you can interpret it as a sequel. Maybe it's not a sequel, you know, kind of thing. Because if you make it a direct sequel, then you're automatically making... You have to compare it to the original where we'll make it a little looser so there can be a little disconnect there. We're going to call it brunch, because that's like breakfast, but it's after breakfast. But it's not quite lunch, because it's not a sequel, so it's brunch. And, you know, that's just like the artsy one-word title that, you know, indie film people and, you know, those kind of people love, okay? They're like, we're seeing brunch. And you know what? Like, people, they'll just eat it. The artsy people will just eat it up. I know. I've danced with them. I'm not dancing with him anymore, though. <laughs> I, don't know, I saw Will yesterday, and he just he just shook his head at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That must be that must be difficult. Did he tell you na 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 na? Yeah, I had to fight to not bob my head to that. If you could not laugh, this is yeah. very difficult yeah. for him. Okay, bobbing the head. We're, we need some, to be here for him. Some people don't consider bobbing the head a dance, but you know that's a gateway dance. It okay? is bobbing your head. It's all you have. Sometimes. You're right. It's tough times, and Hollywood is the wild, wild west. So it's a new millennium. So the brunch club. I'm put this back into the movie machine. Oh, it just gave me a gif of a middle finger. Oh, like on loop. So you do all right the first weekend. This movie doesn't lose so much money that you don't get work anymore, but it's only slightly more enjoyed than Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler movie where he played himself and his twin sister. Like it's, mm. it's slightly more enjoyed than that, but not much more. Ow. Drew McWeeney said, critic for Ankle News is, I've never seen such a soulless cash grab since Fuller House. It's, it's shameful. People who love John Hughes films, the John Hughes estate considers suing you, but they figure that would give you too much publicity. So oh, right. I probably to. should have asked them permission to make a sequel to their movie. You, get that um, thing. you, you know what? Uh, get the rights. It's, it's, so you all are able to get work to. again for the most part, except Ben, because he ends up getting a restraining order from camping on Will Smith's lawn. And playing, holding a boombox over his head outside his door, um, and he's institutionalized, and so we, he's never seen of from again because I think the Church of Scientology is the one who absconded him away because they're protecting Will Smith. So you really shouldn't have pressed the eject button and had the tape slot pop open and just rain crack down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, you know what? I'm just back on this stuff. You know what? Play the music again. Just play it out to so, the fury so, finisher. So David and Jacob, you're able to get work again. The movie's yeah. not such a flop that uh, it ruins your careers. But Ben, we're really sorry you're in that Scientology re-education camp. We wish you the best. Hey, they they um, know how to dance. Get. I hope you get help with your feet. Turn up the music. Um, I want you to sing that finisher. Um, but as we all know, we always end every episode with the white words. Of our patron saint Guy Fieri. Say it Jiggy at least. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> I know why they call it relish. You relish that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> the movie. Machine.